Dear beauty business babe, I see you grinding. I hear your fears. I know that you're ready for more. Hey girl, my name is Kelly Callahan and I'm here to sprinkle a little bit of business, a little bit of mindset, and a whole ton of love and inspiration to help you light you up along the way. Because if I can build a half a million dollar beauty brand in just a few years, I know that you can too. This podcast is dedicated to the beauty business babe who is ready to take radical responsibility for her life. I don't know it all, but I do know a lot and I am willing to teach you everything I've learned along my journey. I believe that you absolutely have it in you to create the life and the business that you dream of. And with a little bit of help, you can get there even faster than I did. I am here to fully support you. I am here to help guide you. Take what you want from these free trainings from this podcast so you can go further, faster in your business and in your life. So let's talk business, let's embody mindset, and don't forget to join the rest of the Beauty Business Tribe on our free Facebook group called Beauty Business Babes. Let's get down to business, girl. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so excited because we have Stephanie Pierce here. If you guys are in the sunless industry, you guys know who this fabulous woman is. And <laughs> she's so much fun. I actually posted that I was going to interview you a couple of weeks ago in the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group, and people were like lit the fuck up. They were like, oh yes, gosh, I love her. I was like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm having her on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. So Steph, can you go ahead and just do a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, and all of that good stuff? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. First of all, I'm on like Kelly Callahan's podcast, the Queen's podcast. But no, I'm so seriously just so honored to be here. My name's Stephanie. I'm the owner of Spray Tans by Stephanie. LLC. We are in Northern Virginia, but I'm right on the cusp of Washington, D.C. So I basically just say Washington, D.C. because all my clients pretty much live there. Um, I've been in the airbrush industry for about 10 years now. I started when I was in college when I had no idea what I was doing at all. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I really didn't. Um, And I started in my brother's old room. He had moved out to go to college and I set up a little tent in there and would tan my sorority sisters in the guest bedroom literally like bunk beds right next to my tent it was hilarious (laughs) and I just kind of grew my business from there I also am a military spouse so I have moved several times with my business which is not easy every time I cry a little bit for about a month I seriously cry for about a month and then I suck it up (laughs) suck it up and I start over but I would say this move has definitely been the best for my business would have never thought that in a million years So here I am. That's amazing. I love your journey. And thank you for being so transparent. Like you started from the bottom and now you're here, right? (laughs) Legit from the bottom next to the bunk beds. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, I think about my journey and I was like just a mobile spray tanning artist, just like traveling all around and you just have to do whatever it takes to make this shit work. Right. Seriously. Seriously. So I love your story, and I know that a lot of the listeners today are going to be sunless artists, whether they're newbies or veterans. So I think one of the biggest questions that people have when it comes to you and your brand is, you know, just scoping out what you have on Instagram, your website, 
you have an incredible brand. Now, speaking into when you first started, it was that something that came natural to you or did you grow over time? How did you figure out how to create such a cohesive brand? Yeah, no, I get this question a lot. I, it did not come natural to me. I always tell people about like my first business card and all my aesthetic. It was so terrible <laughs> in the beginning. And once I started, you know, getting more clients and getting actual, you know, regular client base, I started to kind of, I wanted things to be kind of cohesive with my color scheme and my content. And so I kind of, I still remember the first photo I got from a client in Hawaii. She was like, oh my gosh, my tan looks so great. She was on the beach. I was like, girl, can I post this picture? Like you look fabulous. And that is the moment I was like, oh, I got to start posting all real photos of my clients. Like no matter what it takes, I'm going to get only real people. And this was like years ago. You know, now I feel like it's a little bit easier, which is great for people who are listening in. Back then, I feel like it wasn't as, I don't want to say acceptable, but it wasn't as like cool to be like, oh yeah, I'm tagging this on Instagram. You know, that's kind of when it first started. So I was like, I'm going to start getting real photos of all my clients so people can see what they really look like and what these tans really look like in real life versus a stock photo that really looks great but your clients are going to know that that is not your work most of them some of them won't and when they can see like oh my god she tanned this girl she tanned this girl she tanned that guy that looks amazing they're more likely to book because they're going to feel better about it they're going to know that you're going to do your job and i don't really know if that answered the question but <laughs> no it does it does okay, that's one of the things that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. It's like, how do I get the photo after I spray tan my client? Because yeah, you can take the photo immediately before and do like an immediate after, yeah. but after they rinse, after they put their makeup on and start like looking good, you know, how do you get those photos from them? Absolutely. That is the question. I get this question a lot. And a lot of people assume photographer or I take the photos. I can't tell you how many people have DM me saying, Hey, what camera do you use? I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know. You know I, my iPhone. I was like, and then I realized why they're asking because they think I take the photos. The number one, actually, I would say two ways I really, really get good content is first of all, I'm very I would say my personality is pretty warm. So I talk to, if there's a makeup artist that has referred me through so-and-so, so-and-so, I take the time out of my day to message this random person I've never met. And I say, hey, thank you so much for referring me. I appreciate you. Like I always put in there, I appreciate you. And by doing that, like makeup artists and photographers will always those are the best people to work with in our business because the makeup artist is there on the wedding day. They're there on the event. They're always taking them before and afters. They can tag you just do a simple tag in that Instagram because they know, Oh yeah, Stephanie did the tan. I'm going to tag her. She just tagged me the other day. I love this girl. Your work looks great. Same with photographers. I was on a podcast a few, uh, like a couple months ago and I gave a, I actually mentioned something and they were like, wow, that's actually a really good tip. And to me, I was like, I thought everyone knew this, but one really, really good tip is when you're working with photographers, make sure you have permission to like use that photo. Don't just like take, like you saw Sally post a photo on the beach. She so-and-so took the photo. Don't just take it and use it on your page make sure you ask for permission from the photographer. And obviously the, the girl or guy in the photo, of course, mm -hmm. but 
just because that girl tags you, that doesn't necessarily mean the photographer is allowing you to use that picture, which is really important because they own the rights to the photo. The photographer owns the rights to the photo. So if you just do a simple, this is what I do. If any of my girls are in any pictures, I'll message the photographer. I say, hey, I love the way you, you photographed my tan beautifully. Your editing is like, I'll give them a compliment because obviously if I'm wanting to use the photo, they edited it very well, which we know that's a big issue in the tanning world. When a photo is crazy edited, it can make the tan look super botched. And I'll give them a compliment like, hey, your work is awesome. I would love to share this photo if that's okay with you. And I will most definitely tag you in the caption. I always say in the caption and in the photo. And the reason for that is because people are more likely to read the caption and say, oh, now I see who took this photo versus looking in the tags. Yeah. So love that. Yeah. By doing that, you're making a connection with the, the photographer one and, and you're giving them a compliment and everybody likes compliments. So. Right. I love that because I never really thought about that. Like I always yeah. thought about networking with people and that kind of thing. But when it came yeah. to getting the photos, it's really funny because you kind of go like around, like not necessarily around the client to be sneaky, but like there's other ways to do it other than directly from the client. And I think a lot of people. So miss true. That. Yeah. And you know, the reason I learned this the hard way, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of amazing photographers. And I think I got too comfortable with it in the beginning. And there's one specific photographer She's very, she's a stickler. I had worked with her before on another, you know, tanning some of the girls she shot. And then this particular shoot, I didn't. And I just kind of assumed like, oh, she knows me. But I didn't actually ask her for permission for those. And she kind of came back and was like, hey, you need to pay me for those photos because you're posting it as advertisement. It was really crazy. Crazy and yeah. So, anyways, I kind of learned that I was like, you, you know, I I didn't ask her for permission on those specific photos. I kind of assumed, and you should never assume, obviously. But so I kind of learned it the hard way. Then, like, she does own the rights. She's the photographer. They own the rights to all those photos. So if I if they don't allow me to post them, which for photographers it's great free advertising if we I use their pictures. But I totally. I understood her point of view. So since then I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for sharing that too, because again, I don't think a lot of people realize that you can't just simply take somebody's photo and reuse it on your Instagram, which I totally, not. totally. I totally agree. And I, I see it done a lot and I'm like, Oh, I hope, you know, most photographers are great about it. Even if you just tag them, but there are some out there, especially like some that are really high end photographers that are not going to appreciate it. So you just got to be careful of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a question that kind of aligns with what we're talking about right now, where it can kind of get a little bit sticky and get people into trouble. So a lot of the newbies that come into the industry may not know about this. And it it's basically something that I've seen a lot in the sunless industry. And I'm sure all beauty business professionals have to deal with something like this, where you are scrolling through Instagram or maybe you're looking in your DMs and you get a screenshot of somebody else using your content without your permission. So copycats, that kind of thing. How do you deal with this? Because I'm sure you get this all the time. This has happened to me more times than I can count. Literally last week, I came across a girl that copy pasted almost everything from my website, literally from my website. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this person serious? <laughs> first of all, but I, when I first started getting really, really good quality content, I was living in Hawaii. I had this happen to me 
so many times. My clients, especially my former clients did it to me, which is crazy. But how do I deal with that? I think I deal with it differently now. In the beginning, I did message them very nicely. You just kill people with kindness. Don't ever be messy. Don't ever say, oh my God, just say, hey, I'm glad you love my work, but please make sure you are crediting me for my tan. You know, that's, you know, my tan in the picture, which they already knew, but I just would send a nice little blurb. There was a girl who was doing it to a lot of spray tan artists in the beginning, and she just would screen record my videos and post them on her story. And oh it was just crazy. Um, she's no longer in business, I don't think. But so in the beginning, I did send them a nice, friendly reminder. I would say now, I don't think I do as much anymore. Like the girl I noticed last week, I haven't even messaged her. I, I don't know why that's changed with me. I don't know why my, you know, approach has changed. Maybe I should still message them. But I will say in the beginning, when girls are new in the industry, some of them just genuinely don't know. So the first time it happened to me, the girl literally apologized. She was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I genuinely didn't know this wasn't okay. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she did. But I believed her. You know, I believed her. And I was like, girl, you know, as long as you don't do it again, blah, blah. Then there's people who will say, that's not your photo or this is my work. And I'm like, okay. You know, so... I think sending them, just killing them with kindness and just reminding them, you know, this, this is not going to get you very far in your beauty business because eventually your clients will know that this is false advertising. But if you just, I've had so many girls ask, especially for my contour work. I've had a lot of girls ask, do you mind if I share this photo of yours and tag you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely share it. But when copycats, start to steal your work I always just remind people to just be kind about it and not throw them under the bus too much I mean unless they're doing it multiple times maybe but in the beginning a nice friendly message never hurts anybody right <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think that's why people love you so much is because I have never seen you be tacky or tasteless or <laughs> less than classy you know honestly and and it takes a lot because I know from just my own experience that when I used to deal with copycats, I used to get infuriated, yeah, like pissed. And now I've just like you, I think I've evolved into this space where I'm like, you know what, it's going to happen no matter how much you fight it. So I'd rather just focus on my business because my Absolutely. energy needs to be there as opposed to dealing with somebody who obviously isn't really respecting boundaries and things like that. So I love that. I love that answer. It's true. It's like, I'm just going to focus on this. Like, literally that girl straight up copy pasted. I mean, it was so obvious. I even went and checked like, doesn't my web, isn't this everything from my website? Sure enough. <laughs> she kind of like took a, a spin off on my new logo too. So that's kind of why it took me to her page in the first place, you know? So, cause I just rebranded. So yeah, <laughs> sure enough. So yeah. I don't For know if she'll ladies, watch this or not. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It really is insane. And it, you know what? To the person who's brand new, who doesn't know, listen to us and we say like anytime that you want to repost anything or maybe you have inspiration from somebody that you're really looking up to it's okay to gather inspiration and really kind of have that as a guide to create your own brand or to create whatever it is that you want but it's not okay to literally copy and paste especially because Myself, I dealt with somebody just recently who did that. And I actually spent $3,000 on my copy for my website, spraytanclass.com. So I know that 
that wasn't something that she made up. Like it wasn't even something I made up. It's our copywriters. And so I had to reach out to her and just let her know that I spent a lot of money to have this done. And she was nice enough to take it off, of course. So some people, like I said, legit don't know. And now that you're listening to this episode, y'all know, y'all know that you're not supposed to be doing that. No. Yes. You know, and sadly it's still going to happen, but you know. You know, I love the creativity part of being a business owner. And I'm sure you do too, because you're just like, you know, you're just, we're very similar. Like you love to do the contouring. You love to create your own ads. You're very like much on Instagram and doing all of that stuff. So one question that I had for you, as far as your specific brand goes, did you hire somebody to do this for you? Or was this something that you created on your own? I wish I hired somebody because it it would make my life so much easier. It's all on my own. I have people ask me all the time, do you have someone posting for you? Do you have someone like your Instagram so cohesive? I'm just a very serious planner and I'm very, uh, I wouldn't say I'm very type A, but now that I'm more into the industry and I train a lot of people, I notice I'm way more type A than I think, but I just have a sister who is very type A. So Mm -hmm. that's why I always thought I wasn't that bad, but I'm a planner. So I plan everything out. I have like six weeks of posts. I mean, literally, if not more, which is a little ridiculous. That's amazing. But (laughs) it's, I don't necessarily have the captions down. I have a little, little bit of the captions, but yeah, I just started in the beginning. I like it just a nice clean look. And on my Instagram too, I try and mix up the colors a little bit too. So that's something I don't talk about a lot. Um, you know, I have a lot of blues and like nude colors and I try and mix them up. So it doesn't look too blob together. So I'll go in and I use preview. I love preview so much so I can see what it's, what it will look like before I post it. That's like huge for me because I'm huge on aesthetic because it's so big right now. I mean, you know, your page is awesome. And I was just looking at it yesterday because I was sending someone your page. You're like, what's this podcast? I was like, here it is. Send it, send them the page. So, and she listened to your, um, she started listening today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I think, I hope that answered the question. I definitely plan things out. Mm-hmm. I actually don't remember what the question is now, but <laughs> yeah, no, you did answer the question. So you do all your own branding. You're the one that yes. is behind yes. Instagram. You're doing all of the things. So for those people who are interested in like creating their own brand, maybe because they're creatives or they just don't trust anybody else to do it. Can you let them know maybe a couple of tips on how to create a really good brand? Yeah. So I would say number one tip is be consistent. Whatever you choose, be consistent, which is so, so important, like on your page, on your feed. And if you feel like after a few months, you're like, hey, not really working for me, not really feeling it, absolutely change it. But just don't change it too much, you know? You want to stick with something and really feel it out. Make sure it fits your personality. Like my branding is very neutral colors, and black and white not a whole lot of colors in my logo not not a whole lot of pinks and blues like the pinks are so cute in everyone's logo Mm -hmm. I just hate pink so I'm like (laughs) it's very me like if you ever catch me in a pink shirt or anything like I don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) there's something wrong with you I wore like yellow a few weeks ago people were like whoa you look different (laughs) so like yeah I never wear a color so pick something that's very you and I always want to say timeless is what I say like a logo that can be in style for a very long time you Mm -hmm. know obviously 
if you pick something with like crazy designs, something that's hard to read, it makes it not very attractive to your potential clients. You want them to be able to read it. You want it to be straightforward and you want your brand and like your logo to show what you do, obviously. Cause sometimes I'll even go, you know, if someone messages me on Instagram or something, I'll look at their page. And I'm like, I'm not even sure what they do or what they offer because yeah. this is very hard to understand so you want to make sure your branding is geared towards your business and what your expertise is as well yeah I love that you said authenticity right like being authentic to yourself because again going back to what we were talking about earlier like a lot of us get inspiration from other people but that doesn't necessarily align with our values our beliefs or who right. we are person you know personality exactly Hey Sunless Sis, are you ready to provide your clients with the ultimate luxury spray tan of their lives? Of course you are. You know how I know that? Because you're a badass sunless artist and a smart business owner. So instead of buying a ton of different solutions that you don't necessarily love, that aren't producing amazing results and are going to waste, why not consolidate your sunless stash? Obsidian Solution is a high-quality luxury solution that allows you to create a deep brown, beautiful tan consistently. You can use Obsidian Sunless Solution to produce a light, medium, dark, and even a rapid tan all in one bottle. There is no other solution like this in the world, which is why artists continue to choose this product for their clients. Once your clients experience Obsidian Sunless, they will continue coming back to you and asking for it by first name. If you are ready to create the best experience, simplify your business, and grow a client base of raving fans, I invite you to check out Obsidian Sunless Solution at obsidiansunless.com. You will never look back. So one thing that you didn't mention that I do want to mention as well, as far as like creating a brand, you really want to make sure that that brand is attracting the right type of clients, right? So like if you are looking to work with higher end clients, your brand's going to look much different than if you're working with children, for example. So as far as your clients go, just scrolling through your Instagram, you have so many beautiful like model clients. Thank you. It seems like higher end clients. So can you let our listeners know how you're able to attract that type of clientele? Yeah, absolutely. And I get asked this a lot as well. Well, I guess not a lot, but I have been asked it before. And honestly, when I first started out, my clientele were definitely the younger clientele aged like 20 to 30. And that's because I lived on a military base. Mm -hmm. I lived on a military base and the average, you know, you're not going to get a bunch of teenagers, you know, because it's all a bunch of married military spouses. So I think when I started out, that was my ideal clientele because that was 90% of my clientele and starting, you know, whenever they would go and they would take pictures and it kind of just I didn't necessarily try to target them. It kind of just happened. Mm -hmm. And now that that was my ideal clientele and that's the content I have, I kind of attract it now. And I honestly, like I said, I don't even really try. It kind of happened that way because that clientele was built into where I was living. It was built into my area and it was literally everybody that was around me was, you know, in their twenties, early thirties. So now that's the content I have and that's what I'm showing on my page and I'm I would say that's definitely what I attract more of. I definitely still have men. I have women over there. You know, I, I even have a, ma a male 
that he's like 71 or 72. I love him so much. Okay. <laughs> he is the sweetest guy. And he um, just moved here from New York. He's like, I love my Norville spray tans <laughs> in New York. So it still attracts other people, but definitely it does attract that clientele. So you can definitely post if you're wanting to attract brides, post all your bridal photos, you know, post brides, 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 brides. If you're wanting to, you know, you can definitely market towards your, who you're wanting to bring in. Like people who market toward, you know, for prom season and for stuff like, I don't even market to prom season anymore because it's not my ideal clientele. They're not my favorite I've people, you know? <laughs> you know, some people get amazing business from girls and boys going to prom, high school prom, you know, dances, uh, what is it, homecoming. For me, I don't even do specials for that. It's not my ideal clientele. So what I do is I market for like people bringing girlfriends. Like I have a really good tanning deal for people who tan with a friend because the town where my salon is, is the biggest population for millennials in the state of Virginia. We're okay. right on the cusp of DC. So I like to, tar my target audience is obviously millennials. So that's who I try to make the most attractive post for, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think you've done a really good job at not only doing that, but also it seems like to me when you work with your clients, because I remember one time like hitting you up just when you lived in Hawaii and I was like, hey, were you at that shoot? Like you even go to their shoots sometimes. <laughs> you know, like you're friends with your clients. And I love that that comes so naturally for you. I love going to the shoots. I love that. I love to do like, even if it's like a little bit of body glow on the day of or just going to get behind the scenes footage like you can get so much content if you go to a shoot where like one or two of your girls is are shooting for whatever you know and just reach out to the photographer reach out to the brand that's shooting it and you can work wonders just by sending someone a nice genuine message you know they may not see it but yeah. if they do you know chances of them seeing it are pretty pretty good so yeah you can get a lot of content that way that's awesome. Yeah, I saw a lot of your like behind the scenes and stuff like that in Hawaii. Yeah. It's so nice. So kind of pivoting a little bit into you moving from Hawaii to where you're at now and knowing that you've done this a couple of times throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. How has that been? And I know that you said this move has been the best. So why, like, what did you do differently in this move to make it that way? Yeah, that's a great question. It is so hard moving a business. And I always tell my husband, he doesn't realize how hard it is. <laughs> he totally doesn't, but I cry every time. Um, this move, I was more prepared. When I moved here, I changed a lot of the ways I did things. For example, I was having people sign paper waivers before. Oh my God. That was like a nightmare. Not going to lie. Like I didn't even make everyone sign once, which mm -hmm. terrible idea. So like I changed all my waiver methods. I have a very organized email that I send out to every single client that has like everything they could possibly know, preparing for their tan directions to find our salon. I mean, literally some people would even say it's probably too much information, but that's the teacher in me too. I have to like give you all the information possible. I definitely targeted a different audience as well. I don't live on a military base anymore so I don't even really post in like the military spouse pages I wouldn't say they're really my 
ideal clientele anymore either. I, I love all my military spouses if you're watching this, but they're not, they're not my ideal clientele. I live where there's a bunch of government workers, bunch of government contractors, and that's who I like to promote to millennials as well. But a lot of those people are millennials. I mean, I have girls that have come in that are like, 23 24 and they're working for the government I'm like you go girl yeah like, yeah so you know change that i definitely changed where you know where i posted about in business how i post about in business i did a lot of back-end um seo stuff or i had grant to do a lot of it for me <laughs> shout out grant at happy tans yeah and i did some of it on my own but i did you know definitely try to bump that up you know, because so many people are just searching on Google these days and searching a hashtag on Instagram. So I think just doing those three things was like huge for me. Yeah, because you're busy. And you've only been there for like a year. I'm so busy. I had to hire. I, yeah, I know. And so many people are like, didn't you just move here? I'm like, I know I can't. I literally cannot believe it. So I was still a full time teacher when I moved here. I took a teaching job. I was teaching December. I moved here after Thanksgiving. I started teaching at a school two weeks later mm. and I was still teaching half the year. I just left my job in July. So I did not know that. <laughs> I literally was working way too much. I do not recommend that at all. And I finally like honestly cried when I like told my principal, I was like, I just can't, I've got to, this is what I've been wanting to do is build my business up. I just didn't think it would happen so fast. So I'm so mm. grateful for that. And she was so supportive that she brought her daughter in for a service like two weeks later. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I just love women. I love supportive women. So yeah, that is so cool. I did not know that you were doing all of that. And I know that about you as far as working so much you and I have a couple of other girlfriends that I'm just like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, why are you working? But I'm Ridiculous. the same way. So I it's get it. Crazy. <laughs> I know. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. You know what? I think it's really like excited energy. I have the energy most yeah. of the time. And so if I have the energy, what else am I going to put it into? Like, I don't really go out. Obviously nobody is going out right now. So what is put it in your business? Right? I never did before. I always tell people I'm such a loser. Like I really, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So <laughs> that's hilarious. My, so my I, friends would joke in Hawaii when we were, when we'd hang out, it'd be like, because I was on my phone so much. And I'm like, girl, are you like messaging clients right now? I'm like, yeah, don't judge me. They're like, you got to put the phone down. I'm like, I just have to send this message really quick. They would always make fun of me. I'm like, you guys, I know it's kind of ridiculous. So it's honestly almost like an addiction. I mean, I've definitely yeah. have said that before. Absolutely. <laughs> so we'll talk about boundaries on another episode. But yeah. <laughs> boundaries are yeah, important um, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I do have one last question for you in regards to everything that you've built. And this is a question that came from the group, from the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. And it's something that comes up a lot for, I think, any beauty business professional, really any entrepreneur. And that is dealing with competition. So a lot of people want to go into a business, but they're like, well, she, he, it, or they are doing it, or there's too many people, it's oversaturated, or I can't do it because my neighbor's doing it, like all of these things. And then the people that are already in business are kind of like they have this shield up when it comes to competition and they're sometimes they just don't even want to see them. They already hate them like before they even have the first conversation with them. And I kind of understand this from the point of view when I first started, you know, I was kind of the same way where I was like, oh my gosh, competition, that's so scary. But as you evolve, 
in my opinion, like it's not something that you really think of. And I know we talked about this a little bit before we got on the call here, but what is your take on competition and how you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think it like really shows a lot about a business and a person, how they deal with competition. There was recently a tanner in our area too that was stealing another tanner in our area's photos and posting them and it got really messy and it just really made me look at that business a different way. I'd never heard of them before. Mm -hmm. I obviously have heard of them now, but I was like, you know, why do you have to do all that? But competition is like, you will always have competition. So you can either start dealing with it now. And when I say dealing with it, you can start accepting it now in a positive way or else you're going to be miserable in your business forever. And in Hawaii, all of my, the competitors, there are about three or four main tanners on the whole island of Oahu. And we were in a group text and it was amazing. It was amazing collaboration. It just gives me chills talking about it because mm -hmm. You just do not get that everywhere. We were in a group text and if anything happened, if we got a creepy email or, you know, someone bailed on us when we drove across the island for a mobile tan, we would let everyone know in the text. Or if we had a question, we would let everyone know in the text. One time, one of the tanners drove like an hour for a mobile party and they said, we booked with another tanner. We canceled no. you. They didn't actually, they just made oh. it up. I don't know, but you know, little do they know we're all in a group text. So mm -hmm. <laughs> jokes on you. Right. But here, when I'm moving here, I reached out to my competitors. I say, literally have them on your side. One of my main competitors here is Rachel Tyson. Shout out Rachel Tyson. She sells amazing tent lights. If you need lights for your tent and she's my friend, like we have had issues with people who come to us and we'll give each other a heads up. Like, Hey, this just happened. If you get this person, just FYI, like, you know, we're not in a constant communication, but having that person on your side mm -hmm. is so important. You never know when you're going to need them. And if you burn a bridge, that's mm -hmm. done. It's done. You know, like I support Rachel. I send people to buy her lights because they're amazing. And anytime something happens, we definitely message about it. So just, and, I, and I'm very grateful for that. You know, I reached out to her when I was moving here and I definitely have other competitors, but she's been here so long and she has a studio in the town where I live. And so, yeah, it's just good to have them on your side. And I remember talking to one of my students, I don't remember who it was, but she said when she first started, one of the main tanners in the area sent her a message saying, Hey, welcome to the industry you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I thought so highly of that. Like I was so shocked, first of all, because that just doesn't happen. And I don't, I'm not saying necessarily reach out to everyone in your area, but definitely collaborating with them. I had a mobile tanner in DC send me a client one time. I had never heard of this tanner at all. And she sent me a client and that client has been to me so many times now. So I reached out to her and I was like, Hey girl, thank you so much for sending your client my way. She was awesome. You know, I took care of her, blah, blah, blah. But I always say, start accepting competition now because especially the sunless industry is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. So if it just makes you cringe seeing your competition, either just, I don't want to say block them, but if it's if they're your competition or if they've done, done you dirty in the past, you may just need to cut them out of your life or mm -hmm. just don't look at their stuff. Just mm -hmm. don't look at their stuff. Don't, 
make the algorithm to where it doesn't pop up, you know, on right. your page. That's what you got to do, you know? So true. And, you know, I think a lot of people do struggle with just like, should I reach out to them or do, should I hate them? Like, what is, you know, how do I protect myself, my business, my energy? And I have a couple of takes on this. And I think this is for like a whole nother episode that I want to get into because I think it's so interesting. But I think if you are busy with your business and you are focusing your energy on your clients, your business, bettering yourself, that is the best thing for you to do. Don't sit there and like stalk or investigate what everybody else is doing. Now in the beginning, you might want to do some like market research and say like, okay, what is everyone charging in my area? Just so I have an idea. But other than that, like, I don't think it's really smart for people just to be like stalking people and then going in like group messages and then talking shit about other people to other people. There's so much drama. Yeah. And who has time for that? Right. Well, (laughs) people that are busy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So get busy ladies you know, keep in mind that you are you and people are going to come to you because they actually love your energy, the way that you are presenting yourself, your business model, and the way that their experience went with you. So no one can take that away. Absolutely. I love it. Awesome. So I am actually just going to throw one last question at you really quick. I love it. (laughs) If you could give your old self, Stephanie Pierce from way back when that was spray tanning, (laughs) in her brother's room next to bunk beds with a tent, what piece of advice would you give her? Mm -hmm. I would say number one, get ready, but that's not the best advice. I like to tell people, be consistent with your business, be consistent and get organized because I feel like in the beauty industry, a lot of girls just sometimes aren't as organized as they could be. And start just get your booking site together get your instructions together for when your clients are you know your prep info and be consistent with that because the more consistent you can be from the get-go the more your clients are going to respect you they're going to keep coming back they're going to see that you're always on time they're not sitting there for 30 minutes waiting on their appointment people a lot of people like really hate that mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that is the biggest advice i can give people because i think so often in the beauty industry i see a lot of inconsistency and people who aren't as organized as they could be and that's just the nature of the beauty industry i think you know mm-hmm. i hate to say it but i think there's a lot of more more artsy people And the organization part of it is so, so important. And it will make your life so much easier. So much easier. Oh my God. Seriously. I know you're super organized. That's why I love you. (laughs) I was so disorganized. And now I'm like, I have to be organized. Otherwise I'm going to just. Seriously. (laughs) I know. Awesome. Steph. Well, thank you so much for spending about 45 minutes. Has it been, it's almost an hour. That's awesome. Can't thank even you. believe it. <laughs> thank you for spending some time with us. Um, if you guys have any questions for Stephanie, where could they find you? You can reach me on Instagram. I love when people shoot me a message on Instagram. If you have before, you've probably noticed I voice message you back. It's my favorite thing. I love voice messaging Kelly Callahan too. <laughs> so a lot of people say, and did you mean to butt dial me? I'm like, no, girl, click play. So yeah, shoot me a message on there. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And I would love to hear from you guys. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steph. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Beauty Business Space podcast. Yes, thank you.
Hey, Beauty Business Babe, I really hope that you love this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.